Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Now I have one of those little calendars. Very cool. Yeah, just throw that on your old uh, fridge box. No, fridge. And uh, that'll be right. Oh, what's happening with church this week? Look at that. Amazing technology there, right there. Who needs an app? Here we go. That's so good. This one, these two are free. Anyone like a free one? Yeah, Jace. They're, they're, they're all free, by the way. You know. Yeah. That's cool. Um, hey, just, just before we get into it this morning, one of, the, one of the areas in the life of the church I want to, and unfortunately we, we needed to postpone uh, the volunteers dinner just this week. Um, primarily because a lot of people were unable to make it. And um, that's not, that's, we didn't want to just do it and miss about two-thirds of the people that volunteer in the life of the church. And so we are postponing it. And we're going to actually probably find a better time during the year than November to do it because we've found that a lot of students serve in the life of the church and they've already departed back to their, their, their cities and are enjoying their four-and-a-half-month holidays. The wise ones like Sam who will go and work and pack and save. Not anymore. Those days are gone. Um, but so is your student loan, though. That's right, eh? There we go. Um, but um, and, and so the volunteers' uh, appreciation dinner, barbecue, get together. We, 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 we've postponed that into next year, and we will we will do something. But that leads me to the place is is, is to the point of being a volunteer in the life of the church. You know, church happens every every Sunday morning uh, and night. There's other ministries that are happening. We've got different leaders that lead young adults and youth on a Friday. Lots, lots of stuff happening in and around the church that you can actually get involved with if you'd like to. And even right now, a lot of our students have gone, and so our team is, is a little bit tight. You know, we, 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 we may not look like that because they're not panicking on the outside, they're just panicking on the inside. But um, I want to encourage you, if you would like to serve in an area of church, could you put your name down at the resource desk and we'll get in contact with you. And especially even through these, series, these, these services through Christmas, lots of people move, go away, have holidays. And it'd be great to just have people uh, of like-mindedness on teams. And uh, some teams, there's a little bit of a process to get on, but um, that's for the safety of the people that are involved. And so... Uh, can I just plug volunteering in the life of the church? Can we just give some appreciation to everyone volunteering this morning? If, if, if you want to know, there's only one person who gets paid on a Sunday. And he's standing here right now. Everyone else volunteers. And so I just want to say, and Desiree, myself, we just want to say thank you so much uh, for, for all of your hard um, volunteering and service to to the church, to the vision, and obviously we know that you don't do it for us, but you do it for the cause of Christ, and we want to just honor you guys, and even Desiree's in uh, and kids this morning, um, so just a great way to keep serving as well. Cool? Awesome. Hey, um, I want to I start a, I want to give an insight into what I really believe God's placing in my heart for us for the coming year. I, I, I'm not labeling it anything firmly right now at, at T2. I'll probably have it outworked a whole lot more. But there's just something burning inside of me 
uh, around church and around expectation and around faith and around God. And, and it's got to, it's, something's got to change, something's got to happen, something's got to stir in our heart um, for, for the manifest presence of God to, to, that we walk in. Where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, the Bible says. And, and I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we, can have this, we can be in the Spirit of God and we can be together in church, but then someone, like our mindset or something's just taken, drifting us away. And anyone found you've ever got distracted in worship before? You're singing along and you're like, oh, oh, oh that's right. Yeah, I need to get the chicken and the buns for lunch. All right, so who's getting our chicken and buns for lunch? Anyone? Anyway. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of distractions. And, and I think even from, I think the church has still got long COVID. You're like, everyone know what long, you know, we've heard of the phrase long COVID. But I think the church has still got a little bit of long COVID of we've, we're still um, organized and we've still managed things. And, and, and they've been really good things. But I really believe God wants to stir up our expectation of full health in the church. Amen. Not like, not, oh, I've just got long COVID. No, spiritually, we've got full health in church. Spiritually, we're expectant in church. Spiritually, we're a little bit more vocab, verbal in church. <laughs> just a bit of feedback. There's, I know uh, I don't want to be having to be loud and um, hype. But I, uh, to, to get to a place where I'm like going, no, because there's got to be something more in Christ. There's got to be like the manifest presence of God. And um, I want to read through John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. And so bear with me as I read this entire passage. And then we're going to come back and we're going to pick a few things out of it. To, I hopefully believe that we're going to start going on a journey to just getting into a place of so much expectation that when we meet together, when you gather together with someone, God is there. The Holy Spirit is there. We'll pray for healing. We'll believe for breakthrough. We'll come on, say yes and amen for something that we've been believing for and praying for. Amen. So John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26, and I'll uh, zoom in. G um. Uh, Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Uh, Jesus had to go, that, he had to go through Samaria, verse 4, um, on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of that place, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well um, about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. Verse 11. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? 
And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he has his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I will never be thirsty again, and I, w- I won't, won't have to come here to get the water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you, G- you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here on this mountain where our ancestors worshipped? Verse 21, Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans will know very little about the one you worship while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. Verse 23, but the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when the true worship, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For, for God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Then the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. There's, you, you've probably heard this passage of Scripture preached on before, or you've read it yourself, and you've gone through some um, maybe some in-depth training or thinking or musings or revelation, all sorts of things. And you, and, but this morning, I just want to open up a few things through this scenario. This is just like a, I don't know if it would be a common scenario, um, often those Jews and Samaritans tried to stay distance from one another. But this is a scenario that happened. And, um, you know, in, in, in life, we go through different scenarios. Who's had, you know, this morning, how was your drive here? Was it a good drive or did someone cut you off? Well, that, is a, that creates a scenario. Or did you get blocked up by all the... Uh, Yellow road, uh, the orange road cones that are everyone. Who's loving the stop go signs right now? You know, there's the, like different, or you might be, live nowhere near road cones and you might be able to come straight to church. Did you have to stop at red lights or gr- did you ever, who, who had the green flow all the way? Yeah, that was good. I got the red stop the whole way. There's different scenarios that we go through in life. But I, I think, you know, in, 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 in life, I've heard this phrase which says, healthy things grow. Heard that phrase before? Well, I can tell you that healthy things grow, for sure. But, But it's what we need to identify as what is healthy. Because if you go to my house right now, and you go to the backyard, there's a lot of growth happening. And I mean, they're healthy, but here's the thing is, they're all weeds. I, I, you look around right now and you drive around the countryside or you drive to Queenstown or, or come back or you drive up and down Highcliffe Road. The yellow gorse right now, who's loving the pretty yellow flowers? They are healthy. But who wants that right now? Anyway, but, you know, in life, 
lots of stuff actually grows in our heart. Did you know that your soul is fertile? Whatever you let into your soul will grow. That's why you've got to guard your eyes because the eyes are the key to the soul. Whatever you watch on reels, YouTube shorts, Instagram, you know, how oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Everywhere you go right now, every person, just while they're waiting, they're not talking to the person next to them. They're just watching some cat get swung around or something like that, watching shorts, and you're like, oh, that's funny. But you've got to be careful what you let into your heart and let into your spirit. So lots of things grow. If you've had a disappointment this year, be careful, that will grow. If you don't deal with it right, if you've had a, an amazing testimony, let it grow. I'm not going to get into the song, Frozen, but you've got to let things grow. You've got to let it grow. But there's some things you don't need to let grow. Um, there's some things you, you need to pull out, catch the little foxes before they get into everything and ruin things. Yeah. And so I think, you know, this year has been a challenging year. There's been lots of different ex- uh, experiences that you've had to go through. Most people this year have had COVID. You had to deal with it. Then you've had the flu as well. You've had to deal with it. It's been, this has been a, not a great year of health for some people. Um, there's, there's other things that have happened this year, and we've got to be careful how we let things grow in our heart. And so using the illustrations out of John chapter 4 this morning, I want to just take some of the, some of the responses of the Samaritan woman and see if we can maybe connect with her and see how, how, how Jesus also connects with her, and we see the outcome from this. And is, is an amazing and faithful experience. Um, the first thing, though, is, is to preface where we want to go is actually the very end of, of, Psalm, of, of verse 23. For the time is coming indeed, and it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And that's really the, the phrase that the Lord has placed on my heart for next year. Because as a church, I think as Christians, we can worship God in spirit. We really do love Jesus. We, we, and, and even, I think, probably lockdowns have fed our spirit. Why? Because we get to choose our favorite songs. Right? I guarantee you, none, some, for some people, they were your favorite songs this morning. For some people, you didn't like them at all. But in lockdown, you can go on YouTube. How Great Thou Art. I did. That's a great song. Listen to it, worship to it. It was great. Yeah. We uh, got into the presence of God, loved my favorite songs. We even found some preachers that I liked. Rick Warren. I love Rick. I like Rick Warren. He's a good preacher, good teacher, preacher. I listened to some favorite sermons. It was good. But I didn't have to talk to anyone. Right? Because I was by myself. Well, I had my wife and my kids. That's cool. They were doing their thing. But we, we, we get into this self-state. We get into a place where we're just about ourselves. And, and I think we can connect our spirit to God, but are we connecting truth to God as well? Now, bear with me for a little bit as I try and work through and, and I explain this a little bit, because I think we can come into church and even we can live our lives in our spirit, in spirit and worshiping God in spirit, but then, but then disappointment will kick in and, and, and you, not feel, you won't feel like doing something. Or a situation might happen, and you're like, oh, that hurts. 
um, a health situation might come up. But that's where if we're to grow and to stir up expectation and faith and, and, and belief in our heart, we've got to understand that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. So what is truth this morning? Let's try and unpack this a little bit more. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And so when we're worshiping God or living our lives and outworking our life for God in spirit and in truth, I believe that everything's got to go through the filter of truth. The filter, okay, so you're having an insecure moment. Okay, what's the truth about that then? The truth is that you don't need to be insecure. The truth is that Jesus loves you. And the truth is, is that in Psalm 136, I think it is, or 39, I can't remember off the top of my head, 139, it says, you know when I sit and stand, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. The truth is we can worship God in spirit and in truth. And like when the devil tries to say, no, you're not good at this or you're not that or you're not this. No, the truth is that you are formed in the image of God. And so how do we, how's our response to Jesus? How's our response to the, lot, to, to, to the world that we're going through right now? See, there's lots of different opinions out there for this and that. And, and, and we come up with these arguments and we can get aggressive. But here's the thing is, we just need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. I, I believe that next year is going to be a, a growing and a, st- a place that we get to a place where we worship God in spirit and our answers always reflect his truth. So you know what? You might get a diagnosis of something. Well, what's the truth? God, is, Jesus came to give me life and life in its fullness. That's the truth. <laughs> Thanks, Jace. That's the truth. What's the truth when Jesus, when something comes up to you? See, a lot of the times we, we might respond like the, the woman at the, as the Samaritan woman. But sir, Jesus asks you to f- for something. Jesus just simply asks for some water. And her immediate response was practical. Her immediate response was, well, A, you don't have any rope. Um, you don't have a bucket. Um, the well is very deep. Starting to make up more excuses. Where would you get this living water anyway? I mean, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Well, where would you get it? Where is this living water? Um, and 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 like, do you think you're greater than the ancestor, our ancestor Jacob? And and um, uh, how oh, how can you offer better water anyway? How, like, have you ever got into a place where you start making up excuses? No one? Anyone? Uh, come on. Oh, okay. Jesus has told me that you're going to go and lead a church somewhere. <laughs> Moses. Moses was the king of excuses. Seven times he came up with excuses saying, no, but, 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 I've got a st- st- stutter, all that. This is, this is that's his words. He, and, and so in the end, he, the Lord chose his brother Aaron to help be a communicator as well. How many times do we come up with excuses? See, see, that's not spirit and in truth. That's spirit and excuses. The the Lord wants us to worship in spirit and truth. Now, I'm not trying to put down our excuses because there are practical things. And especially, I'm a firm believer when it comes to health issues. I'm a firm believer 
of, of believing in the health system and everything they have to offer around health. And so let's not make up excuses for that, but I'm, I'm about saying, you know, okay, okay, God, when the Lord says, hey, why don't you go and talk to that person or why don't you go and bless that person at the, at the checkout and just pay, pay for their groceries or, or do something. Why don't you, you know, if someone says to you, oh, I've got a headache again, oh, we'll take some Panadol. Or pray. See, practical versus, and I'm, please, I'm not trying to say you need to pray about everything, like what, what flavor cornflakes you need in the morning. Uh, I'm just thinking, what's our reaction? What's our response? Samaritan woman here just goes, oh, look, um, I don't even have, you don't even have a rope. You don't even have a bucket. You don't have, do you know how well, how deep this well is? Let's, let's have the right, re, let's react right. You know, stuff happens in your world. How are you going to react? Let's react right, which is in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Um, the next point is let's, let's respond well. Let's respond well as well. See, a lot of the time when something happens, we have our reaction. Right? Who's the good reactor? I'm a terrible reactor. I'm just honest. Something happens, I'm like, road rage. Someone, someone disappointing. I need Jesus just as much as everyone else. None of you react poorly, do you? None of you have ever had road rage. None of you have ever got angry with someone. None of you need frustrated or yelled. Or None of you have smacked your kids, have you? Oh, getting deep now. None of you have thought anything under your breath, <laughs> reacted poorly. But let's, let's react well. Let's respond well. I've, I've learned uh, just a very simple thing, and it's called count to five. Anyone else? One, two, three, four, five. I reckon it saved some of my kids' life. <laughs> no, they're amazing. They're amazing. But there's been some things you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I won't go into I haven't asked them for permission to share that story. So. But like just to count, okay, Lord, I want to react well. One, two. People say, why are you counting out loud? No, I just, I just calm myself down and go, okay, God, how would you want me to respond? How do you want me to respond in this? Um, it goes on and Jesus then starts unpacking with this woman in verse 16 he's like hey go and, go and get your husband Jesus told her I don't have a husband the woman replied Jesus said you're right you don't have a husband for you've had five and the one that you're with you're not even married to and you certainly spoke truth and then she goes on and she, 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 you know, says we must be a prophet. Uh, I think if we're wanting to react right and respond well, I, I think the devil loves to try and remind you of the negative stuff that's happened in your life. See, with this woman at the well, with the Samaritan woman, she's had many, many marriages. And in fact, some scholars will say this is why she was actually out at midday as well. Because no one was supposed to, the beating down hot sun, 
Most people came to draw water early in the morning or later in the evening. So she was there apparently by herself as well because of the shame of divorce and all of that sort of stuff. But Jesus met her there. And see, I, lo- I love the fact that the devil will remind you. I don't love the fact that the devil will remind you of the negative stuff that's happened in your life. But I love the fact that the Lord knows also, but he can point it out. And, and he was there saying, hey, just release this quickly. He's like, you don't need to carry this, these things anymore. And in another translation, it says that um, the woman left her water jars and moved on. And I've heard someone preach on this before about, hey, where are the water jars that you need to leave at the well? Where are the things that you just need to release quickly? Some of you have been carrying, like this, this Samaritan woman, she, she was told something that she, she already knew. And it was there, but Jesus wants you to understand that you can release things quickly. You don't have to keep carrying things in and on your life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But isn't it amazing how we still have stuff in our world that, that we'll still, we won't worship in spirit and in truth. We'll still hold on to the lie of the devil. I want to encourage you this morning. Let's learn how to release things quickly. We're so good at having a ne- negative thoughts about ourselves. We're so good. Oh, well, I don't have enough experience for that. I, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Or, you know, some of you may, know not, may not know some of my story, but I was serving the church in London, and I was the production guy. I used to push around boxes and set up speakers and, uh, you know, put the cables out and wind them back up and, that was my job, and I led that team, and we had a whole lot of fun. We worked from, we get up about 5.30 a.m. in the morning. We'd go pack in at Waterman's Theatre, pack down at 12, move into the city, pack up for a 3.30 service, pack down again at about 7, um, and then pull the, the doors of the truck down and go to the pub for dinner. It was awesome. And uh, good old English roast was amazing. But I, I, I loved doing that. And then Pastor Bruce says, hey, um, Will and Desiree, there's a church in Masterton. Uh, we think you should go and pastor the church. I'm like, who, who else is in the, where's, what? What do, you, what do you mean? Go pastor, pastor, I don't even lead an e-group. I genuinely, I mean, I love serving. I don't really like people. But they are the goal. That's the goal that Jesus, I'm like, and so there's stuff that really had to draw deeply and, and I had to, had to ask the Lord. And I had to learn how to leave some, release things quickly about insecurity. And, and I thought, well, I've never done this before. I, I didn't even preach a message until the second week I was ordained into the church. Praise the Lord for gracious people. I mean, even now, I still praise the Lord. I'm like, what? I don't know how you guys are still hanging around listening to some of this stuff. I'm just joking, but like we, we go on these bandwagons. I'm not good enough. I couldn't do that. Oh, no, I've had four or five marriages that have failed. No, the, the Lord would never want to use me. Wow. And, and how, many, how good are we at bringing up Negative things or negative um, experiences that will then hold us back. See, while I'm focusing on this life a lot, is because it's not truth. 
The Bible says, I want you to worship in spirit and in truth. And so whenever, how do we release quickly as we respond well with the right truth? What does the truth say about this situation? Now, what does the truth say? You might be going through some financial, trans, financial challenges right now, but what's the truth about finances? You know, the Bible talks about giving. It talks about generosity. It talks about stewardship. It talks about um, tithing. What's the truth about that? You do, if you put all those things into your life, you'll be financially blessed. Maybe the truth is that you might need to pull back from some stuff so that you can get in biblical order with your finances because then you can see the truth start blessing you in your life. Is that all right right now this morning? It's got very quiet right now. What is it? Maybe you're holding on to bitterness and, and there's stuff happening in your physical body. And you, you know, Here's the thing. The truth is, is that if you hold on to unforgiveness, bitterness will happen and bitterness affects your body. You start getting unwell. You start getting sick. Well, then the truth is that the Bible has set me free from this stuff. So how do I get the word of God that sets truth into our heart? Maybe you're believing for something to happen. What's your truth? What's the biblical truth? What's the biblical truth? You're believing for sons and daughters to be saved. You're believing for mothers, fathers to be saved. What's the truth that God's placing in your heart? Let's react right. Let's respond well. Let's release quick. Um. Going back to the part of the story here, I love how Jesus meets with the Samaritan woman. They're having a conversation, um, and it says this. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Um, so that was the question that she asked. This was the answer that Jesus gave. Jesus replied, if only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Straight away she goes into, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket. Straight away she comes into these, hold on, hold on, but just stop. I'm like, hey, lady, did you just stop for a second and listen to what he said? That, that didn't even make sense to me let alone did it make sense to you. Jesus was telling her about the living water that was coming from her. He was, he was predetermining her answer at the end because she was going to ask about the Messiah, the Messiah coming, and Jesus said he's the Messiah. But I wonder sometimes when we, we miss the faith aspect that God wants to speak into our lives and we come straight away with a practical response. But I love what Jesus says here, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. He, uh, um, Kate, if you can jump up, that'd be awesome. I love Jesus' thought here. If you only knew. Jesus' thought here was, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to. Isn't the challenge to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. I think the goal is just to get to know Jesus more. If you only knew. To get to know Jesus more. Because when we get to know Jesus more, 
the outcome of that is, is he says here, you would ask me and I would give you this living water. He would give you the very thing that you need to be sustained in those moments. When was the last time you really did ask Jesus for the truth of God to come out in your life? Maybe you're, maybe you're believing for a miracle of healing. Maybe you're believing for financial breakthrough. Maybe you're believing for the salvation of, of someone. Maybe you're believing to grow in, in your inner security and who you are as a person. Maybe there's areas of sin in your life and you're going, man, I don't know how to break this off. Well, what does the truth say? Bring everything into the light and the light will set you free. If you're trying to choose to hold on to that sin in your world, that's not truth, it's lie. And we can continue to hold on to these lies rather than getting to know Jesus more and getting to know the truth. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, friends, I'm, I'm not standing here this morning saying, I've got it all figured out. I've got it far from figured out. I still get annoyed, angry. Can't say those words. Still a little frustrated. I'm still human as well. And I'm, and, I, and I'm growing in God. I'm growing in Jesus. I'm growing in the truth that He has for me. But that's my journey. And I, and I want to encourage your journey. Where's your truth that you're running after? Why are you so upset with that person? Why are you so angry about that situation? And rightfully, you might be. But we don't have an opportunity to stay in that place. Because that will just create sin in our own lives. The goal this morning is to get to know Jesus more. How do we run after Jesus more? We draw after Him. We go to Him. See, the truth is, is the righteousness of God. The truth is living for Jesus. The truth is responding the way Jesus would. The truth is releasing things quickly the way Jesus would. The truth is just to say, God, I need you more in my life. And say, Holy Spirit, come. The Bible says if we lack wisdom and ask for wisdom, and he'll give it to us in the measure of faith that we have in the book of James. I'm asking if we, the Bible says if you lack anything, ask for it. And he'll give you it according to the measure of See, I want to see us next year, a year of steady growth into an amazing, phenomenal, faith-filled, belief-filled Christians that will have to deal with stuff. There's going to be stuff next year that we'll have to deal with. But what's our response going to be? How are we going to be able to respond well, release things quickly, react right, and recognize who Jesus is? When we stand, we'll finish and pray. Verse 10 says, Jesus replied, If only if only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask of me and I'd give you living. Let him give you living water this morning.
them breathe on you. Maybe you're, we're near the end of 2022. And we're going to start getting into the Christmas things and finishing off the year and, and having a good holiday. But the best way to go into your Christmas holiday is free. Don't go into your Christmas holidays still dealing with some of the stuff that's happened this year. Go into the Christmas holidays believing and having hope and faith and love into next year. Lord, what could it be? What could you place in my heart as you, as you take time to go for a walk with the Lord or read your Bible or just seek after Him? What could it be? How would Jesus use you next year? But don't go into next year and being bound up. See, I love the actual outcome of this entire story is that the Samaritan woman went into, into the village and a whole lot of people got saved that day because she chose to deal with some of her insecurities, some of the stuff that had happened to her. She chose to recognize who Jesus was and he is the son of the living God. Go into next year free. How do you become free? Just hand it over to Jesus. Have you been frustrated, disappointed, hurt? Matthew 11 says, Come to me and walk with me. Get away with me. And I'll work, walk with you and, you'll, and I'll work with you. For some things, it might be a journey. It might take a little bit of time. But you can know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Father, I pray right now for every single person. I pray, Jesus, that as you are the truth, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, even areas right now, Holy Spirit, that you're identifying, saying we're still holding on to. Lord, we just bring it to the foot of the cross. Maybe we open our arms and just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Jesus. To get to know the truth. And the truth is that I am a child. I'm a son and daughter of God. I've been saved. I've been set free. No weapon formed against me will prosper. though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Jesus, I thank you that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You might feel like you're not good enough. You might feel like you're, you're inadequate. So I love Jesus' response on the cross to the, to the thief. And he says to me, today you'll be with me in paradise. In verse 9 it says, The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. She said to Jesus, because he was a Jew. Don't be surprised this morning that Jesus wants to have something to do with you. You're not just another person who sort of just knows Jesus, just knows the God that they worship. 
Jesus wants to know you. Jesus wants to grow in you. He wants you to know the truth, and He wants you to know that the truth will set you free. So, Lord, I thank you for every person here this morning, every family, everyone connecting online. I thank you, Lord, that in true freedom and truth, we are set free. And, Lord, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, that we aren't going to be distracted. We're going to know, God, that your glory, the train of your robe fills the temple with your glory. So just minister to every person. At the end of a long year, as we start to go into our Christmas celebrations next month, we're going to go into our holidays and refreshing time free, getting to know you more, getting to know your truth over our lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.